Good evening, church. Welcome to Bible study for today, Tuesday, the 1st of August, 2023. We give God and the Father praise in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we come into church tonight, we'll be trusting the Lord to strengthen us and help us and bring us to the point of knowing his will and studying his word. And I believe the Lord will minister to everyone hearing the sound of God's word tonight in the precious name of Jesus. What a privilege, what a grace we have in God to be counted in the family of God. What, what, what a joy that we are not left alone we're not orphans. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not left to the elements of the world. We're not, we're not people without hope. Praise God. And that we have hope. Amen. Hallelujah. We have hope. We are in a family. We are secured in this family. We are secured in the family of God. We are secured in the kingdom of God, which is also called the kingdom of light. Though darkness will, 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 will cover the earth and gross darkness the peoples, but the light of the Lord shall shine over his own. In the darkest hour of the world, the light of God is shining over his own. The illuminating power of the word of God is shining over his own. The strength of God is being made perfect in the weakness of his own. The joy, the, the, the provision, the protection, the healing power of God is at work in the life of his own. Praise God tonight. We thank God for another wonderful evening again where we come to behold God's word. And, and one thing we know that in, in the beholding of the word of God, there's a transformation. So tonight, I, I know we'll be transformed. We will definitely be all transformed by the word of God. Hallelujah tonight. Oh, glory to God. I read tonight from 2 Corinthians chapter number 3 and from verse 16. Lord, we are before you. We speak these words tonight to acknowledge 
you as our father. And we are confident and we are joyous and assured of your love. We thank you, O God, for your mercy. We thank you for grace. We thank you for your healing grace and healing power over the house and over everyone. I speak it forth now again in the name of Jesus. As your word comes again tonight, it will illuminate our hearts. It will stir up in us the reality of who we are in you. And to set us on the right course, the right focus, the right mindset for obedience and grace. Thank you, Lord, because my, my tongue is anointed, my mouth is anointed to speak your words to your people. Thank you for blessing them. And blessing me tonight by the Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Second Corinthians 3 tonight. We continue in our study of Ephesians chapter number. Okay, Ephesians. But tonight we are in chapter 6 um, from verse 1. But I will just leave a little preamble as we go on to tonight. But let me start from Second Corinthians chapter 3. Hallelujah. You see, tonight, again, we are gathered in the point of the highest concentration of the very power of God. We can find the power of God stronger than we can find it anywhere on the earth today outside this gathering. Because we are gathered together unto him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Kaliso Frada Boschete Baliata Zesta Frada Keta Lende Broska Fetinda Boskata Litra Gadusta. And yea, I am with my people. I am with my children. For as they come, as they come before me, they shall experience fullness of joy. For joy flows, peace flows. Righteousness reigns. In my presence, there's no darkness. And everyone that approaches me in faith will come in the light of my light. Tonight, approach the light. The light will shine on you. There's abundant light tonight in the world. And that light shines on you and shines from within you. So refuse every thought of doubt. Refuse every thought of fear. For there's no reason to fear. There's no reason to doubt. For all things are yours in Christ. All things are yours in Christ. For by faith the walls were formed by the word of God. Your world shall be formed and framed by the word of God spoken to you and spoken from your mouth. So 
to speak the word of God. Frame your world by the word. And stand therefore fast in the place of the spirit. And you shall come to a place of full peace and full joy. And experience the grace of God. Mightier than you ever expressed it before. And as you come to a place of acknowledging the grace and the power of God, you are emboldened and empowered to live right and do right and live and play out the very word of God and see his victory in your life. But the grace of God brings unto you perfect peace. Perfect peace. Perfect peace. Therefore, let your heart be not troubled. Let your heart be not, be not, be not, be not afraid. Be not anxious for anything. Be not, do, do not fret about anything. For the Lord your God, he is faithful. The Lord your God, he is good, he is kind, he is forever lovely and loving. He will bring his will to pass in your life. As you wait and hold on to him in truth. For, the, for God's angels, they encamp around those that love and fear the Lord. Therefore, his angels are working around you, bringing the supplies in the spirit, executing the healing grace in the spirit, and bringing deliverance and freedom and peace and joy by the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 3 from verse 16, it says, But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. That means in the Lord, there is no veil. Hallelujah. But before we come to the Lord, we are veiled. We are kept out of the covenant of promise. We are kept out of the, of the, of, 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 of the blessings of God. We are kept out of the, of the grace of God. We are kept out of the, of the mercy of God. But when we come to Christ, when we come to the Lord, that veil is removed. Now we can see. Hallelujah. Amen. For the Lord is the spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is liberty. So all of us who have heard the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of God. Amen. Tonight, praise God. You see, it means the, the, the degree to which you reflect the glory of God, the degree to which you see the truth, you see the word, you know him. Amen. And, and he's not hiding himself from you and I. He has revealed himself to us. So the more we see him in the word, the more glory we show forth to the world. 
Hallelujah. That means, that means, that means whatever you see him say about you in the word, that is exactly who you are, that you might show forth that glory to the world. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. We are with an open face beholding as it were the glory of the Lord and are being changed. Thank God. We are being changed daily. Thank God. That's why don't, 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 you know, don't, don't. Don't think of yourself as though you are not, you are not growing. No, you are growing. You are being changed. You are being transformed. Amen. Your destiny is to be transformed and conformed to the image of the Son that we all, Paul said, might grow up into in Ephesians 4. Grow up into Christ. Grow up into in all things. Amen. As we look at God's word, we grow up into Christ and mature into him. So, 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 so progressively keep going, keep going, keep advancing. You are making progress. Progress. Don't look back. Don't, 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 don't take a detour. Keep going. Keep pressing. Keep praying. Keep studying. Keep, keep your heart on God. He is building you up to a place where you become like Him. And what does the world need? The world needs Jesus. And if the world finds you, they find Jesus. Thank God you are born in such a time as this to so show forth the Lord. Amen tonight. Ephesians chapter 6. Now from chapter number 5, from verse 21, the Apostle Paul, as the Spirit led him, began to write about family relationships. That means God is interested in family relationships. Glory to God. So one of the truths that God wants you and I to know is that he has deep interest in our family relationships and family order. Family order, O-R-D-E-R, family order. Why? Because a strong church is based on a strong home, strong family. When the family is strong, then the church is strong. Praise God. So God is a God of family, is a God of family order, is a God that is interested in our relationships. And so we see the Apostle Paul, you know, writing uh, uh, um, this, 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 this piece, you know, showing us forth how the husband and the wife should relate, how the husband and the wife should relate with the children, the, the, um, how the children relate with their parents, how masters relate with with, 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 with servants or their employees and on and on and on. Wow, praise God. So as, as, as a body of Christ, God has a gamut of, of, of protocols on how we relate. Amen. So we don't just act the way we want. No, there's a way the kingdom believers, the people in the church or in the family of God should behave. Thank God for his principles. Thank God for, for the Bible. Thank God for he has written and revealed to us how we ought to behave. 
And see, the family always begins with marriage. Without marriage, they can't be family. And marriage in the sight of God is between man and woman. Marriage is between man and woman. We see from the beginning, Genesis, and we see our Lord Jesus quoting Genesis in Matthew 19 and in, and in, and in Mark 10. In Genesis, and God says, it's not good that a man should be alone. I will make him a helpmate suitable for him. And verse 22, there about in, in, um, in Genesis chapter 2, it says, it says, it says, it says, and for this cause shall a man, shall a man, shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall be joined to his wife and they two shall become one flesh. So it's between a man and a woman. Marriage is not between a man and a man or a man um, 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 and an animal or a man and a tree or a woman to a woman or a woman to a horse or whatever. No, this is the confusion that the world has put themselves in. This is what is doing to confuse the world and make chaos abound in the world. The, the order of God for marriage is between the man and a woman. And for a Christian, between a Christian man and a Christian woman. And we are the family of God. Praise God. I, I, I am glad tonight. We didn't praise God. It's the song of my heart this evening. I am so glad I belong to Jesus. For if you know the value of, of your being a member of the family of God, you will rejoice evermore. You will praise him forever. Hallelujah. You are not, Satan is not your father. You see, Satan is not the head of the kingdom. He's, he's not the one leading us. You see, he's, he's a wicked being. But thanks be to God. It has pleased him from eternity past to choose us in him. Praise God. He called us into his own family. And, and and he showered us with his love, with his grace. We that were once dead in sin. You see, he has quickened us together with Christ that we might be called the sons of God. John says, said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Hallelujah. Hey, beloved, he says, What man of love the Father? The Father. Oh, hallelujah. The Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. Not everyone on earth today is a son of God. Folks, we are. We are blessed of God beyond measure for just being a child and a member of the family of God. So say amen tonight. So as you walk around, never equate yourself with anyone who don't know Jesus. You are higher than them. Hallelujah. The measurement of your worth is far higher than any standard measurement in the world. Praise God tonight. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses soul? He said, for what can a man make in exchange? That is an average man who is not born again. The value of his soul is worth more than the whole world put together, not to mention someone whose life has been bought with the price, the price of the, of, of the blood of deity, of the son of my God. 
Don't look down on yourself. Don't think you amount to nothing. Child of God, you are something. You are important. You are glorious. You are blessed of God. You sit with Christ. You have if you are called here and joined here with the Lord himself. You have all things. Glory to God. The spirit of God dwells in you. That makes the difference. That is the difference. Praise God tonight. We are members of the family of God. Though the family is a spiritual one, it has physical rules that guides it. You see, this family of God is spiritual. Yeah, it can be seen. Praise God. But what you see, God has given us the rules physically by which we live in this, in this family. Ephesians 3, Ephesians 3, let, 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 let's see verse 13 and 14. Ephesians 3 tonight, verses, um, okay, from verse, from verse 14 and, and, and 15, or Ephesians 3. It says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees, read it from the, from the NLG, and pray to the Father, and pray to the Father. Hallelujah, to the Father. You see, you don't mention Father without a family. The term father or pater, you know, Abba Father refers to, to, to a family relationship. Hallelujah. <coughs> Glory to God. And see, in the family, the father takes responsibility. God is taking, you know, you know, responsibility for your life. That's why you can't be stranded. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords is your father. That's why you can't be swept to the corner. No, you are not. You can't be. It's impossible. Hallelujah. I pray to the Father. The creator of everything, heaven and on earth. I pray for that, that, that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength. If you read that from the from the King James on the Bible, let's start it tonight. Let, let me read from the King James tonight, Ephesians 3 and verse and verse and verse 15. Ephesians 3. It says, it says, it says, or from verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family, the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. So the family is both in heaven and where on earth. The family in heaven are the saints gone. They, they, they are the angels, you see. They are, they are, they are, they are the cherubims, the, the seraphims, that they are the archangels and all the hosts of heaven. They, they, and, and the saints who are born there, uh, uh, they make up the, the, the family in heaven. You see, but the church on earth, the church on earth makes up the family on earth. So God is both the God of the family on, in heaven and on earth. So on earth, he's our father. In heaven is the Lord, on earth is the king. Hallelujah tonight. So we see that, that, that God is the God of the family. And in the family of God, the father is the head. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Amen. The creator of the ends of the earth, the one who makes everything, is the head, is the controller, is the is the is the progenitor, is the is the is 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 the source, praise God, of all things in the family of God. And you see, in each family, we have the head, and the father is the head. And on the family, the family on, on, on earth, you see, literally, the father is the head of the family, and the mother also, you know, you know, comes comes in in, in comes in second, and the children, praise God. That's the order that God made it. You see, God the Father is, is supreme, God the Son follows and the spirit in that order. In the function of their roles, they are one in essence. But in the in their function, they are they are they are they are they are distinct and different. Just like the father and the mother are one, they are equal in essence, but in their function and their role in the home, they are different. First Corinthians tonight, eleven, and I read verse three. First Corinthians eleven verse three. Now you know why I'm going this route tonight shortly. First Corinthians 11, I read verse 3. First Corinthians 11, verse 3. The Bible says here, hallelujah, praise God. Okay. I'm trying to get it from the, from the NLT. All right. But there's one thing I want you to know. The head of every man is Christ. The head of woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. Clear. So we see here there's order in the family. The head of every man is Christ. The head of every woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. So God the Father is the head of God the Son Christ and God the Holy Spirit. So the three of them are one, but you see, there's the head. Man, woman, they are one, but there's the head. Praise God tonight. And so also is the church. The church also is the family of God. Just as we have in the family, so we have the, also the church family. Now, in the church, though they are all equal as God's children, we are all. All right, it was God's children. You see, but, but, but when it comes to, to the assignments given to the church, God has roles. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll show you this quickly in, 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 in um, um, through scriptures. You see, in the early church, all the apostles are equal. Oh, oh yeah, they are equal. They are all leaders, yet there is a leader among the apostles for proper functioning. Just like there's a leader in the home, praise God, for proper functioning. Why did God so many? This? this is the, the structure of, of God from the very beginning. Now, let's watch this. If there is no structure of 
command or authority, both in the home or in the church, there will be so much tears and Satan will take advantage because, because everyone will say everything and nothing will be said. So God has so made it that the decision comes from the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, they execute it in harmony. And that which is being executed is what they jointly agree in the Spirit. But the no, the, 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 the ultimate, the, the final decision comes from the Father. Even though what the Father is doing is not, is not, is not, is not, is not, is not at variance with what the Son wants because, because they are, they are, they are one, they are, they are in unity, they are, they are in love, they are, they are, they are together. I don't know who it is. It's, 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 it's just one. But, 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 but yet in the oneness, God the Father is still the Father. That supertends over. Amen tonight. Now, if you read after six, you find out the Bible says that when the time came, when the church began to multiply. Amen. You see, this is a problem we have today in our world, in the home. You know, there's so much, there's so much in the Christian home, folks. The father leads from the front. The father leads. From the front, let no man in the church lead from behind. Don't put your wife ahead of you. Don't, don't, don't tie up and sit at home and, and the wife is going out to walk. No, rise up and take the lead and protect them and cover them and pray for them and shield them and teach them the word of God. Amen tonight. Praise God. To the point that don't let your wife teach you Bible. Teach her. Now it doesn't mean that your wife cannot know scriptures. But don't be laid back. Be a teacher. Teach your household. Be the priest. Receive God's word from them. Receive God's direction. Let God speak to her and confirm what they have spoken to you. Let, let's lead from the front, both spiritual, both physical, and in every area. Stand the place of your priesthood as a man in the house. In the early church, remember, when the church began to multiply, Bible says there arose murmurings. And then, then people came to the apostles. Now remember, and, and every time you hear, they prayed and, and they all raised their voice in one accord. You will think they are praying all together. Yes, they are praying. But in that one accord, in that we said, in that all, there is still one person they defer to. They are one in essence, but 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 in the in the in the way God has made things, there's one person. And that's why today I'm speaking to fathers because we, we see from beginning to husbands. We have a great role to play. Now, guess what? God the Father threatens over all. But that hierarchy runs down that way. That's how it goes in the church. And guess what? When they said that, the things the apostles said pleased all. But you see, it's more deeper now. In Acts 15, from verse 1, we see the apostle Paul coming to Jerusalem. To interact with Barnabas the Apostle. And, and in Acts 15, they came to talk about certain issues. 
Remember, they are all apostles. They are all God's children. They are all believers. They are all saints. Though they are all saints, they are all apostles, they are all believers, but in the structure of God, for the church and the family to function well, he puts the head. Hallelujah. Why? So that things can flow properly, so that there can be direction. Where there's no leader, there's, there's no direction. Everyone will have an idea. And, and God wants us to line to, 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 a, to, to a focus and the form of Holy Christ. Yeah, we are all one, we are all strengthened, but God has the protocol. And among all, one leads. You know, today in our city in Nigeria, the Senate president is called first among equals, but yet he's the one that strikes the government. You know, sometimes when they are doing debates, sometimes I laugh. If he has made up his mind to do something and they've agreed. If you are in Kokoye, say ye, even when the, the, the name is more than the year. He was like a very, the years have it. And you know what I'm talking about. And, and they all know it, and they all laugh. I say, ah, I say, respect. You are little general. But you see, that's how it is. He is the defaulting. Once the government goes down, they follow. That's the order of God. If not, there'll be chaos. And so God, in his wisdom and in his mercy for his counsel to go forth, this is how it's ordered. In fact, in the kingdom of Satan, it's, it's even more stringent with great penalties. If anyone breaks the rank, because a kingdom that is better itself cannot stand. And so the importance of family structure in the church is very key because Paul was writing to the, to the church at Ephesus and he said that we're writing to the leadership in the church. In Acts 15, from if you read verse 7, let's talk there tonight. Acts 15, verse 7. Acts 15. Verse 7, Acts 15, verse 7. Now, when Paul and Barnabas and others have laid on their case, verse 7, now hear what verse 7 says. And, and when they had been much disputing, now, note this, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, you know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Remember in Acts 10, when he went to, to the of Cornelius, verse 8, and God which knoweth the hearts um, and bear them witness and giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he had done unto us. And put, now, if you go on and on, you will see what he said there. But if you come to um, verse, let's, let's, let's read from verse um from verse 9, from verse 9 downwards, and I'm put a difference between us and, and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we are able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Then all multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and to Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. 
and then and then and then you read downwards, downwards, downwards. I'm I'm coming to 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 verse. Praise God tonight. I'm coming to to um. Let's see. Thank you, Lord. Okay, I'm 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 coming to a point where 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 James stood up and spoke and gave his counsel to all of them. Hallelujah tonight. I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just coming to that to 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 that point tonight. Um, um, James was 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 referred to as the head of the church, and he gave his counsel. Um, in that meeting, I, I, I will check that. I, I know in, in this part of scripture, just trying to, to check it out there tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. But 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 I, I'll find out tonight and then and then I, I will share to us. But we see in this scripture that James stood up and gave his verdict to all of them and says, This is my verdict. We must allow these ones to, to go. Now, James there, you know, spoke and what he said became what everyone obeyed. Nobody disputed what James said, even after Peter had what had spoken the word that God gave to him. Amen tonight. So we see that even in the church, there, 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 that those that God has put there as leaders. Now, let's see Galatians 2 and verse 9. Galatians 2 verse 9. Paul referred to Peter, James, and John as pillars. But we know that among the three of them, James was the leader of the church. And this James is the, is, is the brother of our Lord Jesus Christ. We find that in, 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 um, in, in Galatians 1 verse 19. Now, what am I saying tonight? There's a tremendous and a pattern that God has made for the church. Amen tonight. For the church, okay, I, I think I've seen that verse 13. I, 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 I can't Im um, imagine why my, 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 my Bible is not showing that. Um, 15, 13. Okay, praise God. Acts 15, 13. And after they had held their peace, now here this James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simeon had declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And to this agreed the words of the prophets as is written. After this, I will return and I will build again the tabernacle of David, which is falling down, and I will build again the dreams thereof, and I will set it up. That the residue of men might seek of after the Lord, and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, said the Lord, who God orders him. Not known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Wherefore, see the word now, wherefore, my sentence. Now, this doesn't seem like somebody who is of, of people started with, with, with the rest, and the rest knew it. James gave the sentence. That means James is the leader of the church. Even though they are all equal, but there's a leader in the place. So God is a God of family. He's a God of order. He's a God of structure. That things might work 
well. Sometimes, as wives, you give your opinion, you give your perspective, you give up even as children. But when it comes to the final decision, let the responsibility be on the husband. Hallelujah. And if both of you are one, you are, you are together, you are, you are in agreement, folks, it will go right. Praise God. The onus of leadership is on the man, on the husband. And so in the early church, there's this, this, this rank all this, you know, but Paul says, hey, folks, this is the order. The man is the head of his home. He's meant to love his wife, and the wife should submit to him in reverence, and they too work together to fulfill the counsel and the purpose of God. You know, tonight, I've gone this route to show us there's order. Short please, there's order. Mothers don't fight our daddies. Daddies love our mommies. In church, let's, 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 let's respect and defend to our leaders. Let's listen. Let's, 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 let's follow as they follow Christ. Amen tonight. God has order in the family and in the church is essential for the purpose of fulfilling the will of God. You know, there'll be chaos at home when daddy and mommy are fighting. And once they are fighting, the children are in disarray. They will lose focus. They will not be happy. Something will just shift. But when they're in peace, when they're in harmony, when they're in coherence, everything works well. There's, there's energy, there's, there's grace, there's strength. There's, there's, there's this, I can do all things through, no, not through Christ, through my daddy and mom, I can. You know that, that's in the home, in the homestead. So was in the church. Paul said we must maintain that unity of the spirit for the purpose of fulfilling God's word on the earth. And so when Paul mentioned the fathers or the husband and the wife, how they will relate, now he comes on the children and he says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Now, many folks have read this as obey your parents in the Lord means your pastors. No, it's not well to me. I don't believe it's, it's pastors because... Verse 3 says, fathers, do not. So this, this is a continuum. So it's referring to, to the biological home. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. In fact, NLT says, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. Yeah, that, 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 that seems to rightly put it in perspective. So children ought to, be, ought to obey parents. But today we find out that the spirit of the end time, you see, children become heady and disobedient to parents. 
But godly children are supposed to obey their parents and honor their father and their mother. To obey means to listen. It means to hearken. It means to submit to. It means to be obedient. Hallelujah. We are, we, we, as children in the house, we, we, we obey our parents. Praise God. Now, Paul is writing holistically to both children in the house, to both husbands, to both wives, to both even, even, even workers and, and employers of labor in the church as believers he left nothing out children means offspring so children are supposed to obey their parents in the Lord and honor their father and mother now now for some of us we are children praise God and then and there's of us we have children whichever way it, it comes to us us as children, we obey our parents because we are in the Lord. We honor our fathers and our mothers for, 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 for this is good and, and is right in God's sight. And this is the first commandment that has a promise. We must learn to honor our parents. We honor them, but you see, that word honor means to estimate and, and venerate them. Bless them, you know, support them. For, 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 for our own children, they too are supposed to, to, to obey and, and, and honor us also, praise God. So children of the believers are supposed to obey, hearken, and honor, venerate. Praise God. Now, there are times where parents will give instructions that are not godly with wisdom and the fear of God. We engage them. Showing them the patterns of scripture. Oh, mommy, oh, daddy, this, this, and this. See what the Bible says. You know, you know present God's word to them because sometimes they can't tell you something that is evil and you want to do it. No. Pray and say, go and smoke and go and smoke. No, that is not obeying. That, 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 that you, you, you don't obey your parents in violation of God's word. When, when the instruction goes against God's express word, you, you dialogue with them. You, you present your case with humility. Daddy, mommy, this is, this is. Praise God. And no parent will insist you do evil when you present the case to them that is godly. Now, apart from this, any other thing they tell us to do, we obey. Go fetch water. Oh, go. You know, when I was growing up, they called, go fetch water. We'll first complain and mom and cry. Go wash plates. Oh, trouble. But when it comes to our needs, we present the needs and we see the needs are met on the spot. And so our parents will tie our needs be met to how, what work we do at home as church. So children are to obey and honor their earthly parents, biological parents. This scripture is not, it's not for spiritual father, it's for your biological parents. How do we know that? You see verse 4, it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. 
and we also as fathers, we're enjoined not to provoke our children, to arouse them to wrath. Now, I'll, I'll explain this in, 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 in two ways. And I'll read to us how the African Bible of, 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 of my first Bible explains this. But to me, if you read the scripture down, it says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline. So how not to break wrath, how not to provoke them, actually is by admonishing and bringing them up in the way of the Lord. Now, the Amplified says, do not provoke them and, and all that. Yes, I agree. But the way not to provoke is to, is to bring them up in the discipline and in the admonition of God. Train up a child in the way they should go. Fathers have responsibilities over their children. Amen. Especially their male children. And mothers to the female children. You must know the state of your of your of your of your child. Don't let someone else, don't let a counselor be the one that will that will speak to your to your child about, about life's issues. Be be accessible, be reachable. You know, ask them questions. Uh, what what's happening to you? How are you doing? Is there any challenge you're facing? Anything happening? Is there anything you want to share with me? Do you have any burden, any, any worry? You might not know that there might be things worrying that child outside, that a child needs someone to talk to. Now, sometimes when children can't speak to their parents, they speak to their peers. And when the blind leads the blind, they both fall into a ditch. Bible says, it says, it says to bring them up. So it's our responsibility to bring them up as as. As, as godly parents in the discipline, in the training, in the instructing, in the cultivating. That's what discipline means to, 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 to instruct, to train. So we have to train our children and admonish them in the way of the Lord. That means we as, as parents must know the way of the Lord. God commands you to know. God commands you to study. God commands you to give your children of the overflow of what he has given you, of what you have learned. That's why every parent must be students of the world. He must learn continually. Now, sometimes, not just the word alone, he must learn things that pertain to their life, their, 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 their life trajectory, so that you can effectively admonish and counsel them. God has put in you a responsibility for that child. So fathers, do not provoke them to wrath. Let me read how the, the version, now I'm focusing here, verse 4. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to the point of resentment 
with demands that are trivial or unreasonable or humiliating or abusive, nor by showing favoritism or indifference to any of them. Now, as much as this interpretation is good, I still believe that the way not to arouse pride is to admonish and discipline them in the way of God, showing them the part of God, showing them the way of God, telling them this is how it must be, this is how it should go. So parents have that responsibility, knowing fully well that in the end of times, many folks have been unthankful, disobedient to parents. We know the spirit in the age is a spirit of disobedience. So we have to admonish, we have to train, we have to instruct and show them the right way to go. Let God count on you to bring up your children in the way that they are set. Amen tonight. So fathers, you are the first guardians to your male children. Mothers, you are you are you are the instructor of your of your of your female children. Now, both mommy and daddy can can attend to them, but sometimes daddy and son should bond more more. I mean more, and 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 mommy and daddy should bond more. But 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 they are all our children. We should all live with them, but we must not leave them alone. Call them. How are you doing? This evening, my, my dad has called me. He called me at least once, once every day. In fact, he, 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 just to check, how, how am I doing? How's my wife? How are the children? Every day, why are you calling me? Because I will call too. Daddy, how are you doing? You see, he calls to check on me. Praise God. You, you, we, we too must call to check on our children. And when we do that, it gives them confidence to be open to us. Some children keep so much secret because there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no cordiality between parents and children. And therefore, they find solace in their peers. May it not be so for us. That is, put calls through to your children. Mommies, put calls to them. Those of them who are not in school. And those who are around, when they come to school, they ask them, how does school go today? Any challenge, any problem, what do you learn? And any issue, even if you can't solve all, but make them have that feeling that they can express things to you freely. And for close tonight, Paul said also in the church setting, there are masters and servants in the same church. He says in verse, 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 Five. It says here, it says slaves. Now, in our day, there are no slaves. But in the times of scripture, there were slaves. Here, we can put this word, employees. Be obedient to your, to your, to your, to your employers. With respect for authority and with sincere heart. That means, that means if you are working for a Christian person, don't take advantage of him as a brother. 
In fact, the best place to work is, is to work with, with, with your brother. But sometimes we find in the church, because someone who is a believer employs you, you say, well, I will not. no, 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 that is not right. Because this was happening in the church at Ephesus. These brethren were taking advantage of those who employed them as one. No, yeah, we are equal. We are one in Christ. But when it comes to your employment, your work, you are not equal. Don't, now, you know, I, I told you, I work with, with someone I met in church as, as, as pastor. And I was very close to him, but I never took advantage. In fact, I worked more than everyone around him because I saw him as my pastor. I saw him as a Christian brother. I saw him as, 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 as one who has found grace with God and God has blessed me such that when I come to partner with him, my being there should be a blessing, not a cost to him. If you work with any Christian brother or sister, do your best to please God. It says, it says, it says, it says, it says, it says, uh, you know, you know, you know, it says, deal with them with respect for authority and with a sincere heart, seeking to please them as service to Christ. Amen. Not in the way of eye service, working only when someone is watching you and only to please men, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from your hand, rendering service with good will as to the Lord and not only to men. Wow. Knowing that whatsoever good thing each one does, he will receive his back, this back from the Lord, whether he be slave or free. Now, it says when we work as employees, especially if they are, you know, if they are not believers, you have no choice. You either work or you're fired. Nobody knows you. You work for a company where the man is a boozer or is a artist. He doesn't care about that. All he does is that get the job done. So in that case, once you, when the person is not a believer, you see him in church or you know he's a preacher or he brings something, he's not feeling that well, so maybe we are one. He will, he will understand. No. You don't deal with him as though he will understand. No, you work much more. In fact, you, you become much more loyal to the service because now it's being done to a child of God and you do it as service to the Lord. So as, as, as a believer working for another believer, folks, we are called to serve with all our hearts and be the best. Hallelujah tonight. And verse 9 says, Masters, do the same. Praise God. So, 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 as employers also do the same because you are also doing service to the Lord. The Lord who is watching, recompense them well that, 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 that they may praise God and, and, and thank God. Don't also take from them an advantage. Uh, in any case, tell me where judge. I won't pay you because, because, no, 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 no. Let's deal with ourselves in the fear of God. So as I serve, you also do your part. So employers and employees, we have godly regulation for how we operate in the things of God. I'm praying my heart that God will raise many, many rich folks in the church 
They will have companies that will create much, much, much opportunity. And as believers get engaged with these things, they don't come with the mindset that after all, we are in safe job. After all, it's fine. And therefore, I won't work. No, don't do that. If you do that, you'll be fired. And that man will justify it. Bible says, as employees, do service as unto the Lord in the church. Now remember, this is church context. And even if your employer is only Christian, do much more. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Let the name of Christ not be evil spoken of. Today, if you are says at your place of work as a Christian, what, what mark will you be given? How will your employer assess you? How will HR assess you? Are you doing those things because you are targeting promotion? Or are you doing it because you are doing it as service of the God? You are doing those things because you are matured. This is how a Christian ought to behave. Are you, are you, are you, because, you know, if, if you put in hard, hard work, you, 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 you recommended, no, don't, don't, don't work to gain recommendation. No, work as hard as you can work to please the Lord. You know, I tell people, Work so well in your place of work such that if there's a need for retrenchment, the boss would rather quit for you to stay because he will know that his company has been blessed because of you. Give me your best. God is so is is, is so good to have revealed to us how we ought to comport and behave ourselves. In your place of work, there's leadership, there's order. Don't usurp authority. Don't, 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 don't plan things that will wreck the company. Rather support and be a blessing. My time is up tonight, but I'll share this with you before I leave. While I was working for my last company, I had people. Who were there, but all their time they were scheming to destroy the company because their agreement, they, their talks with, with, with the CEO or the chairman or what were not in tandem, so they were doing everything. And to me, I just felt that if you can't do it, resign rather than being standing there and trying to destroy it. And for me, I did my best. I walked, I walked, I walked, I walked, I walked onto the Lord, and God was glorified. It became an example. I became a refresh point. I became a focal point. The name of Christ was magnified in me. Amen tonight. So I would encourage you not to partner with those that will pull, the, pull down the company, but rather build it up. And as employers also, do your best to be a blessing. Give them what is due. As unto the Lord. See them too as God's children, just like you are. But it has pleased God to put in a place where you can be happy, for there's nothing a man has that he has not, has not received. Now I'm saying this for us now and in the future. Because some of us now who are employers, who are, who are employees, who become employers. And this is God's standard. 
as we grow. For the church, husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands in everything, in unity. If there's unity in the home, the devil is locked out. But when there's chaos and disagreement, the door is open. He strikes. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Honor, honor them. Don't let your parents be bitter with you. Do all you can to, to make peace with them. Sometimes they may not always be right. But find, 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 find a godly ground to keep praying and keep an, an open, open a channel of communication with them. And play your role in blessing, in honoring them. Let's train our children in the way of the Lord, in the way they should go. Let's admonish them. Let's, 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 let's get involved in their lives uh, as, as, as parents. Let's call the children. Let, let's know what they're doing so that they don't have issues and turn to friends and turn to peers. But the, 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 the first word of call is you, the father or the mother. But how does that happen when you open a line of communication with them? Amen tonight. And it's interesting how this is so strong in the heart of God for the church. And I pray tonight that the Lord will get us understanding and was a heart of obedience that his name be magnified and praised in all the earth. Was it? The message of all this is this. The work of the Lord will not be done when there's no order. God's work will not be achieved where there's faction. Paul said to the church in Corinth, you are carnal. Why? You are factions. You are babes. Even though you are, you are old, but you are still babes. Why? Because there's dispute. There's separation that the mommy put together in love. Close the gap. Find the rough edges. Children, you know, conf con 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 confirm more on, 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 on your parents. Yes, yes, confirm more on them. Yeah, yeah, because, because they are your coverings. Employees, you are the light of Christ for your employer. Shine the light. Be the example. Even though they're believers or non-believers, doesn't matter. What matters is you are a child of God. And godly employers, be the grace of God. Bless them. Encourage them. And support them. Let them be glad that they work for you. As you do, the Lord will bless you and increase you on our sides. Let us pray.
but I will thank you tonight. Thank you for revealing your truth about your church. For revealing to us how we relate with ourselves. In the order you set, both at home and in the church. As you, Lord, is a revive between yourself, the Son, and the Spirit, that your purpose may be fulfilled. Bless our homes. Bless our marriages. Bless our work. Bless everywhere we find ourselves, O oh God. Help us walk in this light. Help us be submissive and be obedient and walk in love one with another. That we may put strength together to get your job done. We pray for peace between, between husbands and wife, between child and parent, parent and child. We pray for joy and peace in the house of God. Lord, we, we, we bond together in grace that your purpose and your counsel may be fulfilled in our midst. For faith works by love and by faith will please you in all things. Thank you, Lord, tonight. As we go for this evening, Lord, we will think through this thing and make amends and take a new life. Lord, beyond what I've, I've said tonight, Lord, speak to your people more deeper and bring us all to a place of godly reverence, fear, and obedience. For as I behold your word tonight, we'll be changed to the same image, to the exact way you want us to change and, and, and be from glory to glory and by your spirit that dwells in us. Thank you, Father, tonight for prayer with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God tonight. God bless you. Thank you for joining tonight. Hope you're blessed. We'll see you again on Thursday. By the grace of God, we'll continue in these teachings. Um, uh, by the grace of God. God bless you all. See you again on Thursday. Amen. Good night and stay strong. God bless you all. Amen.